What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach & Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Thursday, January 12th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Juanita Tolliver, and this is What A Day, the news podcast that'll be converting to an Abbott Elementary recap show when season three comes out later this year. Yeah, we're just letting you know ahead of time so you can make a plan and get ready for a lot more news about Abbott Elementary. (laughs) On today's show, another California lawmaker plans to join the fight for Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat, Plus, we can all relax because President Biden isn't coming for our gas stoves. That's important, y'all. But first, thousands (laughs) of flights across the U.S. were canceled or delayed starting at 2 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday morning after a Federal Aviation Administration computer outage. The system was back up and running by 9 a.m., so flights could resume. But obviously, this impacted many, many travelers over the course of those hours. Officials and aviation experts are calling it the largest national grounding of flights since 9-11. Though we should note that according to the White House, there is no evidence at this time that a cyber attack or anything like that was behind the outage. Emphasis on no evidence at this time, because I know a lot of folks are waiting for answers, especially the folks who were stranded yesterday. But based on what we do know, what happened here, Priyanka? Yeah, so basically there was an outage affecting the Notice to Air Missions computer system, also known as NOTAM. This system creates notices that the FAA uses to alert pilots to weather conditions, runway closures, any hazards or things that are going to be on their route or at their destination that could affect their flight. And before they take off, pilots review all this information either on paper or an iPad so, you know, they know what to expect and they can keep you safe on your route. So sometime Tuesday afternoon, issues started arising within the NOTAM system. As of our recording time, the FAA hadn't provided a detailed explanation of what exactly caused the system to collapse, but officials reportedly found a corrupt file in both its main and backup systems, and the issues in the system prevented new or updated notices from being sent to the pilots. So in order to keep planes flying, the FAA switched over to using a telephone hotline. Yeah, kind of wild. It's giving hotline bling. Seriously. Call me on my cell phone. A little wild. (laughs) So, you know, they were doing this overnight just to kind of keep the flights going, lower volume. Uh, And they also decided overnight to reboot the main NOTAM system, which can take up to an hour and a half. You know, that's a pretty significant amount of time. During the day, hundreds, thousands of flights take off land in that period of time. But they tried to do this overnight to impact the least amount of flights possible, you know, before East Coast morning air traffic started back up again. But basically, when the system came back online, it didn't appear to be working correctly, and it was taking a really long time. So then, around 7.30 a.m. Eastern, the FAA issued a nationwide ground stop, which stopped all domestic departures for about 90 minutes. Flights resumed taking off at 9 a.m., but like I said before, because of the outage and then the FAA's ground stop, thousands of flights were delayed or canceled on Wednesday. 
I feel like this incident throws my theory completely out the window about taking the first flight of the day. It's no longer a guaranteed sure thing. Oh, no. It's a roll (laughs) of the dice whenever you're flying now. Look, and those delays seemed inevitable because even when the ground stop was lifted, there was no way that all of those planes that were waiting could take off all at once. So ultimately, how many flights did this impact? Yeah. So as of 5 p.m. Wednesday, at least 9,200 flights were delayed and 1,300 were canceled because of this outage. And the flights affected were passenger and cargo flights, but some medical flights were still able to operate and this didn't impact any military operations or their flights. So obviously for every flight affected, there are dozens, if not hundreds of passengers. So a lot of people were stuck waiting at the airport or scrambling to make alternative plans. And this is really the latest headache for travelers after many, many months of air travel issues and mishaps. So, I mean, over the holidays, if you remember all those Southwest flight cancellations and all those weather-related ones, even before that, over the summer, as travel was kind of bouncing back after COVID, there were tons of lost bags, crazy long lines at the airports, as well as delays and cancellations because of staffing shortages. So it has not been a great run for uh, the airlines, the airports. No, it hasn't been good for some time now. And Republicans have been very quick to seize on yesterday's events as well as the holiday travel meltdown to criticize Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and the Biden administration. To Buttigieg's credit, he seemed very committed to finding out what went wrong and how to fix it. He also suggested that those flights were grounded for that period of time so that they could make sure that passengers and crews would be safe and that the pilots would have the safety information, which... You know, it's a pretty important reason. Yeah. But aviation experts say that the FAA systems are definitely outdated. And on top of that, the FAA doesn't have a permanent administrator at this time. The Trump appointee who did have the job stepped down back in March. Biden did nominate someone to take the role, but he hasn't even received a confirmation hearing yet, uh, despite the fact that Democrats hold the Senate and did hold the Senate. So we will have to see what happens with that nomination and FAA funding and, of course, their official explanation for what happened in the coming days, weeks, and months. Y'all, Secretary Buttigieg is right. Safety first. Always put safety first. But second, let's go ahead and get an FAA administrator in there ASAP because this is ridiculous. They can't have this number of issues. And some updated computers while we're at it, please. Come on. Make the investment. We all need it. We all will benefit from it. Isn't this infrastructure, though? I feel like it should already be covered, but okay. I mean, how many infrastructure (laughs) weeks do we need to have to get to this? Let me know. Well, in another edition of That Definitely Took You Long Enough, yesterday, New York Republican leaders publicly called for Representative George Santos's resignation from Congress. That's so crazy. That did take them long enough. You know, (laughs) we, we got here eventually. (laughs) Crazy. A representative for the Nassau County Republican Committee said that, quote, George Santos's campaign last year was a campaign of deceit, lies and fabrication. The announcement Mm -hmm. comes three weeks after Representative Santos was called out for lying about working on Wall Street and after he publicly admitted to not attending college, though he listed NYU and Barish College on his resume, which can now be viewed on the New York Times website. It comes two weeks after it was reported that he lied about his mother passing away on September 11th, nearly one week after Representative Kevin McCarthy was elected Speaker of the House, and only one day after New York Democrats Representatives Richie Torres and Daniel Goldman filed an ethics complaint. So when confronted by reporters on the Hill yesterday... Here's what Santos had to say. Check this out. Will you step down? I will Guys, we're going to need a little bit of a little space here. The New York Republicans are calling you a disgrace. You will not resign. 
Wow. Sickening. Um, oof. <laughs> Look, nightmare. What a nightmare. But shout out to the reporters who've been chasing him down, right? Like they need Yeah, seriously, these chase him into that elevator. What's he going to say? I mean, clearly he's going to say no because this man has no shame. He's lied relentlessly and does not care about any non-existing consequences at this point. Right. Uh, doesn't care about the embarrassment, though. So... I don't know. I guess that's what he's going to do. This is his brand. It's a complete mess and it's characteristic of the current Republican House conference. What's particularly astonishing to me, though, is that Santos is just firm in rejecting the notion of resigning when his entire fake life has been exposed. This is like a catfish who's been found out saying... I'm not changing a thing. And he's facing multiple investigations, including a complaint filed with the Federal Elections Commission for potential campaign finance violations, an investigation into his campaign by the Nassau District Attorney in New York, and a fraud investigation by the Brazilian government. And this man has the nerve to get on the Bird app and taunt former Representative Adam Kinzinger, who called for his resignation. Like, sir, I think you have a couple more important things you need to be paying attention to right now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but... You know who is defending Santos right now? None other than Kevin sold his soul for the speakership McCarthy. When I tell you this man has no depth that he won't sink to in the name of self-preservation, I am not exaggerating. Listen to what McCarthy told reporters who asked him what he planned to do about Representative Santos after the Nassau County Republicans called for his resignation. The voters elected him to serve. If there is a concern, he has to go through the ethics, we'll let him move through that. Uh, but right now, the voters have, have a voice in the decisions, not where people pick and choose based upon what somebody's press has. Would you, um, so he will continue to serve. Would you, are you going to take any action against him at this point? Are any of these allegations acceptable to you? What are the charges against him? Oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, is there a charge against him? You know, in America today, you're innocent until proven guilty. Oh, uh. His Jeez. rebuttal or what are the charges? This is so transparent. This is just a man who at any point, any single member of his caucus could step forward and say, we don't want you anymore and ruin his life. So this feels very plain and simple. Like he does not want this man to hate him. So he will say whatever he has to say. That is right. He literally gave Santos the power to like negotiate in what should not be a negotiable situation. <laughs> Kevin, homie, it's been proven that Santos lied about attending college. It's been proven that he lied about his mother and other parts of his identity. And it's been proven that he lied about his work history. Not to mention, again, he's facing concurrent investigations at the state, federal, and international level. So I guess Kevin's move here is to ignore the current lies, give Santos a few House committee assignments, and then wait for charges to emerge from these investigations before he does anything ethical here. Yeah, you know, quick side note would have been really fun. And maybe we should still do this at some point to play a little wad game of like lies that George Santos told and like which one is fake, like pick the fake <laughs> one. I feel like we could have a lot of fun with that. Maybe something for the end of the week. But you brought up committees there. Is Santos actually going to get a spot on one of these committees? Is that going to happen? Yep, that's right. And it could actually be multiple committee positions because oh. in Kevin McCarthy's mind, it's no biggie so long as Santos is not on a highly visible committee like the House Financial Services Committee, which Santos actually submitted a request for. Dream big. Dream big. Great. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> shoot for the stars. But we all know that any committee assignment will be yet another sign of validation for Santos, and it will be in the name of self-preservation for House Republicans. If there is a scenario where Santos resigns, there will be a special election in his district that could easily flip for Democrats. And that's the GOP's biggest fear, as they're hanging on by a thread with their five-seat majority. 
More on all of this very soon, but that's the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, everyone's (laughs) getting flowers. (laughs) Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Another California House representative is reportedly throwing their hat into the ring for Senator Dianne Feinstein's seat. According to Politico, Representative Barbara Lee told her colleagues in the Congressional Black Caucus yesterday that she is also planning to run for the Senate seat in 2024. Lee declined to comment on the matter, but if she does run, she'll face Representative Katie Porter, who announced her own bid to replace Feinstein on Tuesday, raising $1.3 million in the first 24 hours of her campaign. Feinstein has yet to announce whether she plans to seek another term, though. um, Maybe she should do that at some point. You know, we're waiting. Clock's ticking, you know. (sighs) President Biden is facing allegations that he mishandled classified materials 
from his time as vice president. His lawyers disclosed earlier this week that in November, they found nearly a dozen classified documents at an office Biden used before announcing his run for president in 2020. And according to multiple sources yesterday, at least one more batch of confidential documents was also discovered at a second location. Now, you may be wondering how all this stacks up against the trove of documents seized from former President Donald Trump's Florida home. What we do know is that the Justice Department is investigating both cases. However, Trump and his legal team resisted multiple requests by the government to return his set of documents, which ultimately triggered the FBI search last August. By contrast, Biden's lawyers reported the issue and the White House says he is cooperating. Not to mention, there are big differences in terms of volume. Trump had 184 classified documents compared to Biden's approximately 22. We'll keep following this story as it unfolds. Definitely. And I mean, definitely, as you pointed out, very key, very critical differences. in These These are not the same. No, they are not. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin was released from a hospital in Buffalo yesterday. Very exciting news. Hamlin spent more than nine days in two hospitals after suffering cardiac arrest during an NFL game last Monday. But after undergoing comprehensive medical tests and evaluations, Hamlin's doctors said he can continue recovering from the comfort of his home. Love to see it. More sports news. Tennis star Naomi Osaka announced yesterday that she's expecting her first child. This could explain her withdrawal this past Sunday from the Australian Open, which begins next week. Osaka's multiple Grand Slam wins and big endorsement deals have made her the highest paid woman in sports. But over the past two years, she's been open about the mental health struggles that can come with competing at such a high level. Osaka shared the news of her pregnancy on Twitter, writing, quote, One thing I'm looking forward to is my kid watching one of my matches and tell someone, that's my mom. Osaka also added that she'd be back for next year's Australian Open. Congrats, Naomi girl. Yeah, that is really exciting news for her. And also so cool for that kid to be like in the stands watching their mom. That is so exciting. And I hope that happens for her. And an update for conservatives who dared President Biden to pry their gas stoves from their hot, dead hands. (laughs) The Biden administration announced yesterday that the president does not support a gas stove ban, as some in the right-wing media had suggested. The controversy around these under-the-radar appliances began earlier this week when U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner and Biden appointee Richard Trumka Jr. told Bloomberg that a ban was under consideration. Gas stoves have been shown to increase the risk of childhood asthma and other respiratory problems. Here is how level-headed Fox News hosts like Tucker Carlson responded to that Bloomberg interview. Safety? Safety? (laughs) We've had these stoves for over 100 years. It's totally fine to give fentanyl to addicts, but a gas stove is a threat to your life? (laughs) Why that man's laugh sound like Goofy? Oh my God. I'm I'm like, I can't even respond to the contents of whatever he said. I was too thrown off by his voice and his cadence. His laugh was maniacal, goofy, like, ew. (laughs) Really, yeah, he's really reaching terrifying levels, which is kind of hard to say about a man in a bow tie, but all right. Sadly, all of that outrage was wasted because in addition to Biden's opposition to a ban, a White House spokesperson said that the Consumer Product Safety Commission has no plans to ban gas stoves either. You are fine, people. Chill out. You're good. I mean, let's be real. When I heard the news, I was like, not my fucking stove. I love my gas <laughs> stove. It just bakes better. It cooks better. It's all yeah, the listen, things, right? I like right? mine too. I like An mine elevated too. culinary experience, if you will. But if the real concern is childhood asthma and other respiratory problems, I'm going to need them to address some of 
their environmental zoning laws and address some of the ridiculous waste materials that are being sprayed across low-income communities. Yeah, there are about 700 other things you could do before we get to the stoves. We got a list. That's not at the top. <laughs> and those are the headlines. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, report all your classified documents, people, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just classified documents like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And stay, stay tuned, tuned for, for our Abbott, Abbott Recaps. What's happening with Janine and Gregory? We gotta know. We gotta see. How long are they keeping us waiting? It's the ultimate relationship. I love them together so much, and I love that they both won at the Golden Globes the other day. Like, they're yes. just the cutest. They're cutest yes. people. They seem amazing. Beyond. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.